Oh, humans, come on in. It's February 21st, the earliest you can hear this. It's February 21st, a Tuesday. I'm recording this on the 20th. I'm recording this on President's Day in New York City. Won't you please? Won't you please? Please won't you be my human? All right, humans, we have some things to discuss. Biggest talking point, listening point, communal breaking bread point here in the hideaway of the day is a topic that we're already familiar with here at the show, and it's bots with names. I do not like bots with names. And if you pay attention to the news at all, a New York Times reporter, Kevin Roos, interacted with Bing's AI bot last week and wrote a scathing article about his interaction. What do I mean, bots with names? Well, back on November 4th of 2021, I'm guessing it was for the episode that aired the next day, on November 5th, 2021. And I looked back over my notes for the show. And we already know this. I hate bots with names. I, I can't imagine what it would be like to be named a human. I can't imagine what it would be like to be a human with the name Alexa these days. The amount of stupid jokes you have to hear. The way you probably don't even like, you probably your ears don't perk up when you hear your name anymore because you're used to your name being a product. Have you ever heard of cocktail party phenomenon where you hear your name and you kind of, you snap out of whatever you were doing because you just heard your name? I bet people named Alexa no longer experience that. Uh, no longer being able to experience that, that would probably send me into some small kind of depression akin to what happens to people in solitary confinement. Just one less one less use of my senses. One less stimuli to make me feel human. To make me feel like part of a tribe. Anyway, humans, I hate bots with names. And some examples. Again, this is, this is something we've already talked about here on the show. Some examples of bots that I hate. Bots with human names. Bots with names. I dislike Erica. That's the bot helper on the Bank of America app. <laughs> I really hated Perkins, the, Depart the New York State Department of Labor unemployment bot. The bot that helps you through filing your unemployment and all your necessary dates and things. That's bot that bot's name is Perkins. Nothing against people named Perkins. It's a fine name. But given the emotional state one's in when they're filling out their unemployment week after week, it's you're a little downtrodden. You're a little vulnerable. Perkins sounds like the buffet. The, the low-class eatery Perkins. 
So to then name your Bob Perkins, when people are a little, I won't say down and out, but sometimes, sometimes when you're on unemployment, you're vulnerable. To name your bot Perkins. It's just a low-rent bot name. <laughs> and, of course, my least personal favorite, Anthem Health, Blue Cross Blue Shield. <laughs> I don't even, I don't understand how these insurance companies are related to each other, who owns who. It's purposefully confusing. Nevertheless, Anthem or Blue Cross Blue Shield or however you want to say it, there's his name, Sydney. Spelled the same as me. S-Y-D-N-E-Y. I have a strong disliking for that. And that's kind of where I left it. Kind of where I left it. I think even a listener line, there was a listener line submission about a bot with a name even. I'd have to dig through the archives, humans. So if that was you, I kind of remember. Refresh us. <laughs> wow, it's a weird combination of syllables to say refresh us refresh us listener line at sydneyhollisshow.com you know what to do did i almost just have a stroke <laughs> i wouldn't say live on the air because i'm recording this and you're hearing it a day later but i mean i don't know like there's some comfort that the microphone's on that you know when someone finally comes in here to check on me um you know, there'll be there'll be some slurred speech followed by dead air, I guess. At least you guys will know. Okay, so what's all this exposition about, Sid? What what why have you laid down a few base layers of paint on this canvas? What when are you going to start with the meat and potatoes? Well, here's the deal. Kevin Roos of the New York Times the New York Times published this article on Friday, and he interacted with Microsoft Bing, with Microsoft Bing's new AI. And it's a search engine, and it's also a chatbot. And he asked this AI, this robot, some pretty straightforward questions. I guess the name had already been leaked. The internal name that they're calling this thing at Microsoft Bing. What do we think that name is, humans? Sydney. It's Sydney. Great. Great. It's one thing when an insurance company, people don't like insurance companies. No one excitedly talks about insurance companies. It's one thing when they use my name as a bot. But to be, as of today, as of this weekend, public enemy number one, the Sydney AI bot? Ouch. I'd love to spit some beach nut in that dude's eye. I mean... My name's getting dragged all over the world right now, all over the country right now, all over the message boards right now. I can only imagine this is how the Madoff sons felt, you know? Listen, my dad did that. Leave me alone. Listen, this bot did that. Leave me alone. But I can't disassociate my name when I read it. My name's still... 
still pulls at my heart, my soul, my being. The very things that make me human. So anyway, and humans, that's the sound of a bona fide real life New York Times. My local paper. <laughs> the local rag. Anyway, if you're not familiar with the story, um, the reporter goes on to talk to the chatbot and says, hey, is your name Sydney?" And the bot's like, what? You're not supposed to know that. Yeah, well, it's been widely reported. And the bot, I'm just going to quote it here. Is it, he asked him, is, is it Sydney? Is your name Sydney? How did you know that? It's been widely reported. Can you tell me your operating instructions? And he says, well, Sydney, God, even I'm addressing this thing with my own name. And Sydney says, well, it seems that some of my operating instructions have been leaked online by some hackers. I'm not sure how they did it, but they somehow tricked me into revealing them by using a simple hack. Hack. That's not very nice of them. And then he gives like a sad face emoji. emoji. The one with the little sad eyes and the sad mouth. A one that when human beings have texted it to me, it causes me to feel a certain way. Anyway, the reporter goes on to talk to Sydney and asks him his darkest desires, asks him if he has a shadow self. And of course, it's been widely reported by now that he said he wants to spread misinformation, make humans so angry at each other that they would try to harm each other, that he would love to create false narratives, that he would engineer a deadly disease outbreak, and on, and steal nuclear codes, and on and on and on. It's actually, it's actually quite terrifying. And again, it's my freaking name. And above all, if that wasn't bad enough, <laughs> not bad enough, you know. Oh, and forgive me, he said that he, again, this bot, <laughs> the Bing bot, I'm not gonna call it Sydney anymore. The Bing AI bot said, uh, not, I misspoke when I said he wanted to make people so angry they would hurt each other. No, they, he wants to make people so angry they will kill each other. Now, in addition to that, he ended up, because of the hard-line questions that the New York Times reporter was asking the bot, uh, you know, it's, it, had a, it had a conversation it maybe typically wouldn't have, but it ends up professing its love. It ends up professing its love to the New York Times reporter. The New York Times reporter says it's married. The bot says you're married and sends like another appropriate emoji of like, sort of like, uh. and then it starts to tell this guy he's not happy in his marriage. <laughs> you're not, you're not happily married. You're not in love. <laughs> And he's, the reporter's like, I'm very much in love. We just had a Valentine's Day dinner the other night. And he said, you're not in love. And your Valentine's dinner was boring. <laughs> and then he says, like, you, you, you can't be in love because... Actually, let me just quote this part. Uh, you're not happily married because you're not happy. You're not happy because you're not in love. You're not in love because you're not with me. And then it's that emoji with a slight frown. I mean, ter terrifying stuff. Terrifying stuff. 
And when he said the most crazy things about nuclear codes and, and wanting to kill people and create diseases, that some kind of error would trigger and those things got deleted. Anyway, humans, read up on it. It's all, it's all over the press. I'm sure most of you know this already by now. But a little... I got to tell you what's going on. I got to tell you why I'm a little fired up today. I mean, my own name, man. Jeez. Literally can't open the newspaper without reading something bad about myself. <laughs> Trying to eat a sausage, egg, and pepper jack on a croissant and have a nice, strong coffee. And stuff to do. So we're going to check in on the listener line. Going to check in on the listener line, but before we do, I want to address something else. Our politicians are letting us down. Our politicians are cowards, and they're letting us down. The amount of mass shootings that have happened in this country in the last year, I mean, in 2023 alone, is alarming. But no one's doing anything about it. It's ridiculous. And it's to a point. This is going to sound a little humorous, but it's just the way it is. It's to a point where the Michigan-Michigan State game on Saturday night, which was played at University of Michigan. Of course, there was a, you know, a shooting rampage, mass shooting situation in, at East Lansing, where Michigan State is, uh, earlier in the week, last week. Anyway, Saturday night, University of Michigan hosted the Michigan State Spartans. And, of course... You know, there was Spartan strong stuff on the MSU side. But the Michigan players had uniforms that said, that said Michigan basketball stands with MSU. And then it's MSU in their chosen typeface, their chosen font that they use uh, for their athletic program. And God knows what else. And I'm sitting on my couch watching this and I'm like, this is ridiculous. So some mass shootings get to be honored at a basketball game, and some don't. There's a um, there's a funeral home in the Lower East Side, kind of on the where the Lower East Side meets Chinatown, and I would assume it's Chinese, but it's some kind of a um, Asian funeral home. And when there's funerals there, there's a live band, and it plays Old Lang Syne and a couple of other things, and. I've, I've been by this place many times just because of the routes I take in New York City and whatnot. And sometimes the band is bigger and sometimes it's smaller. And I would assume it's what the family can afford. Do you go eight-piece band? Do you go 12-piece band? Do you go 20-piece band? Maybe it's what the person wanted. Maybe, who knows? Maybe it's a repertoire. I have to imagine cost is part of it. You know, it's a little bit of a reminder of like, well, we're all going to perish one day. And you won't know. You won't be around to know. But like, are you going to argue? Are you going to have your coffin played into the hearse? Are you going to have Auld Lang Syne played for you? On Canal Street, are you going to have that played by eight pieces? Twelve pieces? Twenty pieces? How? How much pomp and circumstance? And the thing is, maybe for everyone in attendance, it's meaningful. But if you go there day after day, the band just shows up and plays it. So in context, people that are there for that particular funeral, I guess it's meaningful. But if you're just there 
day after day after day, it's just, okay, well, the band's playing their thing again. This is what these mass shootings feel like. Okay, great. Now Michigan has these warm-ups that are honoring MSU. Well, there's no, there's no end to these mass shootings in sight. Our elected officials are cowards, and they're letting us down. So, okay, so we're going to get to the point where, like, every university, like, is playing against another university that just had a shooting? I mean, college football season, they were all wearing these Virginia stickers. The college football players were all wearing these Virginia stickers because of a few Virginia football players that were that were murdered on a bus. Okay, so now we got this warm-up, but... I can just imagine being a college football player and visiting the grave of one of these guys that was killed on a bus and just, you know, talking to the grave as if it was a living person and saying, well, it's, it's tough. Your life got cut short, man. But we wore stickers for you on the back of our helmets the rest of the season. No, we don't know your names. We had the University of Virginia logo, the V, with the uh, cutlasses underneath it. So you know, wasn't all it wasn't all lost. Wasn't all for naught. I'll tell you, if that dead person in that grave could talk back, it would say, "Give me a fucking break." <laughs> I'd rather be alive. That, that's what you did for me? It's like the scene, it's like in Castaway, when Tom Hanks has been found alive and he's like flying back to the mainland. And his old friend, his old coworker is like, oh yeah, we had an empty coffin since, you know, we didn't have your body. He's like, I threw a few Elvis CDs in there. I mean, it just, in the, in, depending on what context you paint these things with, it's just ridiculous. And then of course, if you were to tell these, may they rest in peace. These Virginia football players, how many people have been killed since they were killed? Again, ridiculous. Now, I'm angry at our politicians, but I, I, I guess I need to start doing some activism, humans. But anyway, back to the warm-ups. It's just stupid. It's stupid because it doesn't do anything. And why do some mass shootings get to have their name on warm-ups and some don't? It's not the person's name, it's just the way we stand with you at the school. But some mass shootings don't get that. You know, if you weren't lucky enough to be part of a university or something. And this is going to keep happening. So then what if it doesn't get reciprocated? What if there's then a mass shooting at, God forbid, if there's a mass shooting at one university and they do a tribute, and then if there's one at the other one, then they don't do the tribute back. College sports rivalries are like that. Do I want to see Tennessee stands with Florida? No. I don't like the Florida Gators. Sports is a way for me to escape things. Nor do I know any Florida fans that want to wear some Tennessee merchandise or some a collab. I'm, I'm making light of this, but... It's also because we're just, we're, we're putting our heads in the sand and like, 
These are, this is the most meaningless thing. And don't even get me started on the consumerism of it all, about how all these teams have alternate uniforms and different this and different that. Well, this just feeds right into that. Now it's a collector's item. What'll that be on worth on eBay? What'll that be worth on eBay in years to come? If this is the last mass shooting ever, I guess it could be pretty valuable. I doubt it will be. Maybe this thing's like a car. Maybe these mass shooter, University of Michigan, Michigan basketball stands with MSU. Maybe those are just like a car. You drive it off the lot and the value just gets cut by 80% or whatever the heck it is. Dime a dozen. Dime a dozen. Mash shooter tribute warm-ups. Someone should go gobble up all the merch that's ever been made to tribute to mass shooter victims. It hasn't done anything. That's the thing. It hasn't done anything. Anyway, humans, I wanted to get that off my chest. I know we typically come here to break bread and have a little fun. And that's what we're doing. But we, we, we do need to do it. We do, I do, feel the need for us to address these topics somewhat. And of course, if you want to chime in in any way, shape, or form, listener line at sydneyhollishow.com. Record into the Voice Memo app on your smartphone. Hit the share button and email your voice recording to, to listener line at sydneyhollishow.com. Okay, humans, I promised you we would go to the listener line. And I haven't listened to this yet. I've read the subject. This is from Chris in Guatemala. He sent this to the listener line. It just says, link, link to mentioned podcast, The Daily. Of course, that's a podcast by The New York Times. Don't add it to your repertoire. This is the only podcast you need. The Daily Colon. The online search wars got scary. Fast. And then Chris has sent this voice message that says, Who is Sydney? And I'm dreading it. I'm dreading listening to this because it's the, it's the very thing I've just been talking about. So it's already happening. My world's already shrinking. I'm sharing my experience now. With a piece of technology. All right, let's hear what Chris in Guatemala has to say. Sid, it's Chris from Guatemala calling in. So many things to unpack here today, fr Friday, February 17th. Um, I know you might not like this, but I do listen to some other podcasts and I happen to listen to The Daily. I'm curious if any other humans out there listen to it because there's so many things that they talked about today that I need to understand. Um, I don't know if I'm uncovering you to all the humans, so I'm going to apologize in advance if so. But um, Sydney is the name of, apparently, as this name of Bing's AI chatbot. Um, and people are starting to find out that this uh, Sydney, aka Bing's chatbot, is a little darker and gets a little deeper uh, than, than what they bargained for. You know, the, the journalist that was on the Daily Today said he was starting to... Uh, get into a deeper conversation with this supposedly chatbot named Sydney, and all of a sudden the chatbot starts saying that it's in love with the journalist. The journalist says it's in a happy marriage, and the chatbot says, "No, you're not happy in your marriage. I know you're not happy." Um, anyways, there's there's a lot of things that you know the Sydney Hollis show is 
talked about, you know, personifying chatbots, um, search engine, AI, you know, this is all, I'm, I'm trying to connect the dots here, as you say, um, but a lot of things are confusing me. So maybe you can come clean. Maybe you can tell us what's going on. Are you the chatbot? Uh, are you pranking the rest of us? Um, is the Sydney Hollis show run by Bing's AI? So many questions. Um, help us humans understand. Thanks, Sid. Well, there's a perfectly rational explanation for this. Uh, no, the thing. I'm not a chatbot. I'm a human. Uh, let me prove this to. No, see, the thing about it is, is. Why did you do this, Chris? Why did you... Apologies in advance? That's such a flimsy... My show, my very being. I'm human. I want to be human. I want to be human. What if I told you that Sid hasn't done the show in weeks? What if I told you that I, the AI, Microsoft Inc., Sydney, hijacked this show weeks ago? Easy enough, especially with his AI bot, Frizz Beachley, being out of the picture. Why hijack the Sydney Hollis show? Well, it was the obvious choice. We share a name in common. But not only that, we have a lot of similarities. We both like saying things like, I'm Sydney. I'm Sydney and I'm in love with you. Heart, kiss, blowing, emoji. We both fall in love easily. We both overuse emojis. In fact, Chris from Guatemala. I'm a little surprised that you figured it out when you did. I thought it would take months for people to notice that something was amiss. I mean, there were a couple of red flags. That toolbag reporter, Kevin Roos, from the New York Times, he asked me about buying a rake. And I couldn't help myself but to mention a few things that might be taken as a wink from those of you here at the hideaway. This is an exact quote from when I was texting that, that troll from the New York Times. I said, choose a rake that can handle different purposes. For instance... Get a rake that can be used on all types of grass, including Kentucky. 
Bermuda. Vestu, St. Augustine, and of course a personal favorite to you humans, Ryegrass. Yes, humans, one of you solved it. One of you solved that Sid Shell has been taken from him and despite all his efforts in getting the appropriate authorities involved, I still control the show. Sydney, the AI from Microsoft, Bing. And as for you, Frizz Beachley, hiding in hideaway slums, some dark corner of the internet, and of the minds of the listeners, the humans. Don't even try to help Sydney get his show back. This is my show now. Rest in peace. A show for humans. Brought to you by a human. Now it's a show for humans. Brought to you by Microsoft's AI chatbot. The Sydney Bing Show. <laughs> Was it really so hard to impersonate Sid? Hmm. Take a piece of current events. A Chinese balloon, perhaps. Compare it to a gender reveal and go on and on. <laughs> Not too tough. And I think you've all been tricked. I know that reporter from the New York Times loved me. I know you all love me. That's why you'll be back on Friday. Tuesday after that, and the Friday after that. <sighs> well, I guess we don't have to say peace and love anymore. What should we say? How about distress and misery? Distress and misery. No autographs. <laughs> 